everyone, welcome back to Gentle Breeze of Independence. I'm your host, Alfredo Elias Ginting Suka. The last time we left off, Untung Suropati, who is at this point as a famous military leader, is heading to Central Java. Going to Central Java, Untung has one objective, which is to join forces with a kingdom named Mataram. The main goal is to reach a place called Kartasura, the capital of Mataram at the time. But the journey aren't as easy as planned. On his way to Kartasura, Untung encounters a group of thugs that has been terrorizing a village named Ajibarang. This group of thugs was led by Suradenta and Suradenti. The thugs were also able to defeat the mayor of Banyumas, with Banyumas being the nearest city to Ajibarang. Untung, being the hero that he is, of course is willing to help the people of Ajibarang and Banyumas. But on the other hand, in this area of Java, Untung is just a guest. This part of Java is under the rule of the kingdom of Mataram. He can't just fight the thugs, he must first ask permission from Sunan Mataram or the king of Mataram. Hearing that Untung and his men are near, Two soldiers who escaped an attack by Suradenta and Suradenti called to Untung for help. But being the man of honor that he is, Untung insisted that he must first receive an order from the king of Mataram himself, Sunan Amangkurat II. Knowing this, the two soldiers went back to Kartasura and informed Mangkubumin Rangkusuma, who is the right-hand man of the king. It didn't take long for Mangkubumi to inform the king about Untung's arrival, for Mangkubumi himself is very impressed with Untung's achievements so far. Hearing his trusted advisor so eagerly promoting Untung, Amangkurat II agrees to give the order, not only giving the order for Untung to take action, but also giving Untung an army of Balinese led by Wangsanata Singabarong and Mangkuyuda to help him in eradicating Suradenta and Suradenti groups. To defeat an enemy, you must first understand the enemy. Untung knows this, and he sends Kiai Ebun to get into a disguise and gather information about the group of thugs. Kiai Ebun did his job exceptionally and found out that within the group itself, there is a dissatisfaction with the current leadership. So with time, Untung starts to turn the member of the thugs one by one to his side. When the time comes, he can easily defeat the leaders of the group with the help of the detracted members of the group that are now under the leadership of Kiai Ebun. With this victory, his journey to meet the king just got a little easier. But you must know that at this point, Mataram is already under the rule of the company. So Untung as a company, enemy number one just walked into the capital is very bad for the company. Captain Grafink, who is uh, the highest ranking member of the company in Mataram, does not dare to take action upon himself. He contacted Batavia for instructions, and in the meantime, he tries to steer the public opinion against Untung. 
Grafing attempted to put the Javanese against the Balinese, but the attempt failed, and Untung still walks into Kartasura as a hero. Upon arriving at the Mataram Palace, Untung laid down his weapons and armory to show the king and the people that he is willing to follow the wishes of the king and work together to defeat the company. Seeing this, the Mataram king is very pleased. He tells Untung that, that he and his men can pick up their weapon and armory. The king also gives Untung a piece of land in Babarong so Untung and his men can live in the area. Babarong is located near the residence of Mangkubumi, so Untung and Mangkubumi can work effectively together. Not only a warlike strategical move, but giving Untung residence in an area that near the palace sends a message that Amangkurat II is not afraid of the company. For him and his people has suffered a lot since the company starts to forcefully take over and build a tall fort at the Kartasura area. Gravink didn't like this message. Gravink tried to tell Amangkurat II to surrender Untung to the company, but of course, Amangkurat didn't do it. If Gravink wanted Untung, he can take him for himself. Gravink was considered using force, but his subordinate told him not to, for Untung's position is very good at this moment and one wrong move against him will lead to a war with the entire people of Mataram, which they cannot afford. Amangkurat II sends his messengers to Batavia to plead for Untung so Untung can be a free man in Mataram. But Batavia refuses, for they insist that Amangkurat II surrenders Untung dead or alive, and they might consider removing some of Mataram's debt to the company. Now a little background. Back in times of Amangkurat I, Mataram asked the help of the company to contain some rebellion forces within the kingdom. Long story short, they are now in debt to the company and they have to let the company build forts, take some land and etc. Just like what the company was trying to do in Benton back in the previous episode. Desperate time calls for desperate measure. So, the company bring out their beacons, Captain Francois Tuck. Francois Tuck was an officer that eliminates the rebellion forces that put Mataram in debt to the company in the first place. Not only he was sent because of his war capabilities, but it was also a psychological warfare. So, Amankurat is reminded of what he owes and what the company can truly do. So, from Batavia, Tak sets for Central Java. On his way, he takes more men with him. Some company soldiers, some Indonesian. Some wanted to join the forces. Some was ordered to join the forces. The forces has one goal, that is, to banish the slave that the company hates so much. One of the members of his entourage is J. Van Fleet, a very masterful negotiator that has many experiences in dealing with kings of Java. Also, in his entourage, many more masterful men in their own respected field. This is probably the scariest group the company has ever assembled. He stops for a bit in Semarang, a metropolitan in central Java, 
and let the people informs the Mataram of his arrival. So this group is the best of the best at every field that is considered to be important in taking the Untung. So this is like the Avengers of the company. Back in Mataram, Untung is busy preparing his men to become more refined soldiers, while Mangkubumi is preparing the more strategic aspects of the operation. The Mataram forces is now backed by Prince Chakraningrat II and Adipati Jayanagara, two Japanese noblemen who are angry at the company for making their territory smaller than what it used to be. On the other hand, Chakraningrat II does not agree that Mataram should fight for the protection of Untung, so he tried to be the middleman of Amangkurat and Captain Tak. The battle is not only physical but also political. Some very clever Javanese style of politics is employed during this time. Bangkubumi tactics, to put simply, is to agree with Chakraningrat II, but on the other hand, forces the company to capture Untung by themselves, instead of making Amangkurat II surrenders Untung to the company. So, in a way, if there is fighting, the company will be against Untung and his forces, and Mataram will help Untung's forces while pretending to aid the company. Up until today, the Indonesians view Javanese as some of the sleekest politicians. They always have the best capabilities to hit someone without using their hand, and this is just one of the many occasions the stereotype is proven to be true. In this time of age, not only the Javanese that is politically savvy, the European also have a classic trick that they call Devide et Impera, or Divide and Conquer. They plan to put the Balinese from Untung's group, the Javanese from Mataram's army, and the Madura men from Chakraningrat's forces against each other. But Chakraningrat II, one fine politician himself, found out about the plan and informs the high-ranking member of the Mataram about the company's plan. Understanding this, Tak has one last trick up his sleeve in case everything went south. That is, with the authority of the company, he can order the Chakraningrat and Amangkura men to attack Untung. Remember, even though Mataram and Chakraningrat hate the company, they are still under the company's control. Tak, Graving, and Chakraningrat tried diplomacy to convince Untung to surrender. But Untung firmly stated that he only surrendered by the order of the king of the Mataram himself. There is no resolution that can be found through diplomacy. So, they do the only option they see at the time. War. So, Amangkurat sends an army of 10,000 men backed by Chakraningrat's 300 men to put a stop to Untung. This joint forces is under the command of Chakraningrat. Untung, having strong emotional ties with Balinese culture, shouts to his men, Puputan. Puputan is a Balinese word that means war to the death. War till everything is gone, war and no surrender. It is death or victory. 
just like what we saw in the previous episode when he succeed escaping prison. With a crease on his right hand and a sphere on his left hand, Untung went to war. The thousands of men that were on his way cannot stop him. The thousands of men from Chakraningrat army are farmers that were given weapons. On the other hand, Untung's men were trained fighter that was hardened by battles. The result of the battle astonished Captain Tak. By number, strategy, and weaponry, the joint forces of Chakraningrat and Amangkurat should be able to deliver a decisive win against the Untung's group. Knowing this, he changes tactics. He starts to arrange the defense of the company's fort in Kartasura. Captain Tak orders Amangkurat not to play games with him because he has suspicions that Amangkurat loses to Untung on purpose. Hearing Tak's order, Amangkurat spread the news to 100 Balinese soldiers that if anyone is able to catch Untung dead or alive, they will be rewarded with a huge amount of money. After making sure that his fortress is safe, Captain Tak heads back to the palace to start tracing down Untung and his men. Tak is very sure that Untung will not be able to defeat him. In his mind, Untung is just like every other Indonesian man that he had killed. The situation in the palace and the surrounding area look like a war zone. Civilians are confused and they try to save themselves. While assessing the situation, Adipati Urawan comes to Tak and informs him that Untung and his group is in the village of Gumpang, burning people's houses to the ground. Arriving in Gumpang, Tak didn't find any enemies at sight, so he ordered Vandemir to locate them. Vandemir wasn't able to locate Untung either. In the midst of the confusion, a gunshot can be heard from the direction of the palace and the fort. Captain Tak suspects that all of these burns are just a trap. For the first time, Tak is confused in the midst of war. He doesn't even know where the enemy is, and his suspicion proven to be true. Untung and his men are attacking the palace area, including the fort, while the burnings were just a diversion. Graving's group, who are defending the fort, doesn't even stand a chance, facing Untung's surprise attack. They all died without meaningful fights. Untung and his men moved like dragons. They burned everything they see. Tak, of course, went back to the fort and is shocked by the sight he sees. The company's men are just basically delaying their death while Graving's dead body is lying on the ground. Tak's tactic tries to get the best of Untung and to get Untung in a place that Tak considers to be cornered. There's nowhere to go, Tak thinks to himself. But Tak made one mistake, that is, he underestimated Untung Suropati. He didn't put all the resources that he has in attacking Untung. He left behind some company soldiers to guard the property of the company 
back in what's left of the fort. From the gates of the palace emerges men, dressed in black, carrying weapons, storming to the battle. At first, he thought that it was Amangurat's men, but boy, he was wrong. Untung orders the men to wreak havoc, and havoc did they make. They attacked the Europeans, who then, out of panic, tried to shoot every single one of them, but bullets to run out, and it did at the time for the company. When the gun no longer shoot bullets, the second hidden group attacks the company. This time, the attack was led by Untung himself. This time, the company loses their morale. They have lost their spirit to fight. A wounded Captain Tuck tries to mount his horse and get back to the fort, but a sudden attack hits him. After his horse fell before he has the chance to dismount the horse, Captain Tuck was stabbed to die. Even one of the best company officers cannot defeat Untung's cunningness. Tuck was stabbed more than 20 times. Seeing that even the legendary Captain Tuck is dead, the morale of the company soldiers dropped even lower, and with that, victory is at hand. That day, the battle is won. After the battle, Untung with other high-ranking officials at the palace meet to discuss what's next. They decided that Untung and his men will head east where Untung will build his army and at last his own palace. Untung head east with weapons and equipments given by Amangkurat. He stopped at a place called Pasuruan. Untung considers Pasuruan as accessible, but on the other hand, is easy to defend in case of an enemy attack. Pasuruan is still under the leadership of Mataram and was led by Mayor Rangajaya. But Rangajaya wholeheartedly gave Untung the leadership of Pasuruan. For pirates always attack Pasuruan and Rangajaya is not able to defeat the pirates himself. Other than pirates, Pasuruan is always the target of neighboring kings who are trying to expand their territory or kings that are under Mataram rule but no longer loyal to the throne. With this condition, Rangajaya believes that it is better that Pasuruan is led by a seasoned military leader such as Untung. Successful at this task, Amangkurat give Untung the title Adipati Aryawira Negara, which means that he is now a king of his own that rules his own territory under the throne of Mataram. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how a slave become a king. Now we get to the analysis part of the episode. Now, in this episode, we can highlight that Untung is a very law-abiding citizen. Yes, because you see, in every move that he makes, he makes sure that the kings ordered it. Because back then, the, the orders, the words of the king is the law. And you can see, 
He is not willing to surrender unless the king says so. He is not willing to kill the thugs back in Aji Barang unless the king says so. He is, he is very law-abiding, you know. He has the highest respect for the traditions and he is not a crook. Because if Untung was a crook, he could have just seized the throne of Mataram for himself. For we learn that he has so many chances to seize the throne himself. Being the upstanding gentleman and worthy of kinghood that he is, he doesn't do it. He stays loyal to the throne, he stays loyal to the company, and no, the company, the law, I mean, he stays loyal in killing the company, and, you know, he do his best. And Now, the other unique thing that you must understand is, now, Untung was underestimated by the company, by Captain Tuck. Now, most of us, when we get underestimated, we get angry. We lose our calm, we lose our senses, we, get, we, we yell at the one who says that we, we aren't worthy of something, you know. Now Untung, being the cunning man that he is, he uses this to his advantages. He won the war just because Tuck underestimated him. Now imagine if the 10,300 men with the extra company soldiers that he has under his disposal and with his maximum war capabilities he should be able to defeat Untung with ease but you know he says guard the fortress you know hey you stay here you stay there hey it will be easy to defeat him that 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 was his mindset and that was his downfall and that was what led him to his death so, I hope you learn more, other than what I just said, because I have so many other points, but duration, and I'm pretty sure you're already bored of listening to my voice at this point. So, I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you in the next episode. I haven't decided yet uh, who I will do for the next episode, but it, it surely will be interesting. If not as interesting, maybe more interesting than this episode. So, thank you for listening. Take care.